For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch from the Home Depot. Now, three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store. something really quick before I bring him on. The truth we rock. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to read something really quick today. It's up, Matt Schaefer. Hey, buddy. How you doing, man? Great show last night. Fantastic. By the way, guys, uh, you guys must check out Matt Schaefer's show on Monday evening. It is fantastic. I love him. Um, Mary, I love you too. You're amazing. You're one of the most amazing people I know. I'm going to read something with you really quick because I think this applies to a lot of us today, so bear with me. It is, an, it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Philippians 2.13. When we want God's direction for our lives, don't we all? We should get our desires out of the way so we can honestly say, God, I'm willing to go either way. Whatever you want is what I want. Then we say, God, help me to know what you want by giving me a desire one way or the other. Some people don't know. Some people don't want to do that because they think if they desire something, then God must be against it. So untrue. That's untrue. God can use our spirit-controlled desires to direct us. Psalms thirty-seven four says, "Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart." If you really try to do what's right in God's eyes, then your desires are going to be in line. How do you know when you have the right desires? If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously, and it will be given to you. James 1, five. 
You say, Lord, give me the right kind of desire to do the right thing. When you're facing a difficult decision, as we all do, first you confess your sins and get right with God. Then you commit the decision to the Lord and keep praying until you get in neutral about it. The third step is to ask God to reveal his will by giving you a desire. Lord, give me the desire to do the right thing. Remember, it is God who works to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Philippians 2.13. How do you know if if the desire is from God? One test is time. You can tell if the desire is from God by sitting on it for a while and praying. God, is this, is this the desire? Is this desire from you? If it is, make it stronger. If the desire is not from you, please take it away. It's a legitimate request. God will do that for you. All right. Thank you so much for checking this out. Kim, thank you. Mary, <laughs> you're amazing. Good morning. 7 p.m. Matt Schaefer, everybody. So I'm waiting for our guest. I don't know where the heck he is. I think he is on, wow, Facebook and Amazon to bid $2.3 billion for TV rights. Holy jeez. Sorry, that's breaking news, everybody. Um, okay, so I don't see my guest yet, but let me tell you something about John Wallace. You guys, a lot of, a lot of you know, thank you, Paulette, a lot of you guys know Mr. John Wallace. In fact, that's how a lot of us know each other. Um, Cassandra Williams says, good morning. Don't forget to keep us 2017 America, India post upcoming events. Yeah. You got to post your stuff here. Okay. Click the link, John Wallace. Click the link so I can see you. (laughs) So you guys know John Wallace. Uh, A lot of you do. And if you don't know, you're never going to forget him. This guy came into my life um, right after I did a Facebook Live with Roman Braley. Braley, he gets mad at me. I say his last name wrong. Um, Basically, the sauce. And ever since then, I've gotten to know and see John's heart, his heart for people, his heart for addicts, his people that are struggling um, with addiction. And this guy is fighting the fight in the trenches, and he is really making things happen in a big, big way. I, I just, I've been blessed to know the guy, and, and for now, I think it's a three months, um, and he really is, Mary, John Wallace is going to blow your mind. I, I, this dude is amazing. He's been through a crap ton, and, you know, he's got his own fight, but yet he fights so passionately and so hard for other people. Um, I'm running out of nice things to say about the guy because he's not showing up on my screen. Bear with me just real quick. Where'd he go? Click the link, dude. Click the link. I can't see him on the screen. (laughs) This is embarrassing. Hold on. John, if you can't see it, we're going to go here. Click that link right there. Do that for me. Okay. So John is – okay, he's doing some stuff here. I'm so sorry. Um, Anyway, John is radically changing the way addiction is treated. Um, it's just he's, he's disruptive in that world and is saving lives because of it. And it's, it's, it's inspiring to me. Um, hello, Paulette. Hi, John. Um, here's what I'm going to do something a little bit different than normal. It, what a great day to be alive indeed. It is a great day to be alive. It's absolutely stunning. And I'm going to start sweating my face off soon because I'm drinking coffee, which never happens. I usually have water in here. <laughs> so I may start sweating. Um, but John is doing, he's loading it right now. Perfect. Okay. John 
is doing really incredible work and he's disrupting what we know and the, the norms. Jenna, it's, it's not letting you click the link. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Um, but it's, it's disruptive and it's causing people to think outside of the box because when you hear the statistics of like addict, the, the, the failure, the relapse rate um, of, and how unsuccessful treatment programs are, it's, it's humbling. It's sobering. And it's, no, I'm not hyper from the caffeine. <laughs> not yet. I will be. It hasn't kicked in yet. But I'm going to start sweating soon, and that's when you're going to know I'm really doing it. Um, okay, I don't know where he's going. Anyway, um, so it's it's going to be a real great pleasure when I get the opportunity to introduce you. Um, so I want to know, basically, so these are the questions I want you guys to ask. Like, I know a lot of you are struggling with different things out there, and this is not a self-help show necessarily. This is not – we're not – Again, I, I want I want you to share what's going on with you. I want you to ask questions to John. If you guys are in recovery, feel free to ask your questions. Um, what is he doing? I'm just trying to stall, and this is not working very well. This is not the flow of the show that I wanted. So how about this? We're going to put... I'm excited. Oh, my gosh. Here, let's find a song. I, I'm like running out of things here to do, and oh my gosh, this is not how this show is supposed to intro. So we're gonna put the music back on. What is he doing? I don't have any material for you today. Do you know what? I'm actually gonna tell you something until he gets on. How many people of you have toxic people in your life? Like seriously, give me some likes, comment. Like what kind of what kind of things like. How many of you have this like constant toxic thing in your life? I don't have a favorite song. Like it's all the 80s songs that I play them. Like I can't get any of them off of the top of my head. Okay, here he is. Is he here? Now we're gonna notify our guest. Oh my gosh. He's not there. This happened again. Oh no. Oh no. Where is he at? Oh, no, this is so not, this is embarrassing. Oh, no, we've had it happen again. So I don't know what to do. I don't see him. I I just, I don't know where John is. I, this is unbelievable. This is the blank screen, and I, I have no material for you. So anyway, so I guess I have to do this again. Um, he might be downloading the app. He used to download the app. Ah. Okay, so Jenna says, I do. My brother, unfortunately, refuses to get help, but I don't want to give up on him. It's a no-win. Okay, let me tell you something, and Mary has toxic people. I'm going to address this until John gets it figured out. John, get your act together, man. Come on. You're killing me here. Um, so I'm going to – so you have – okay, let me tell you something about getting help. It is the hardest thing. I put my mom through hell. When I was struggling and I was battling, I, I mean, I was abusing drugs and abusing alcohol, abusing everything that you could imagine. And you can't change. Like you can pray and you can do all of these things, but your friends, like, like until somebody wants it for themselves, unfortunately, nothing will change. Like I couldn't change my life. There was nothing I could do. You're not on the show, John. There was nothing I could do to change until I wanted it. 
Like I had to completely just like get to this point where I'm like, okay, enough. Like what I'm doing is not working. And it was the most, I mean, honestly, I was so stubborn, like so stubborn that I could not like five, five jail stays wasn't enough for me. Five, five times. And then it took the sixth time. And in the first day I was there, I'm just, John, you're not on the show, dude. I would see you. It, the first time or the sixth time, like the first day I was there, I was still pissed off and angry. And then I got angry at God. Then I'm like screaming at God. Why can't you change me? Why won't you change me? You can fix everybody else, but you can't fix me. And finally I was in this situation. And like, as most of you, I don't know if you know, but I was put in isolation. Um, I was in really poor health at the time. And I told them that. So they put me in isolation. And that is where I got to hear the screams of crazy people next to me. I couldn't see them. But I could hear them. And I'm like sensitive to noise and I'm sensitive to smell. And all I could do was just hear these screams. And then all of a sudden I'm screaming, like screaming at God. Why won't you change me? And and finally I heard the voice, you have to forgive your father. And that wasn't easy for me. And I didn't understand how. And I even asked God, like, how? How can I forgive him? And then I just heard it happened to him too. And then all of a sudden I learned to have compassion. And I started to like feel sorry for and feel sad for my father. And and then it allowed me to forgive him. And in being able to forgive him, I was then able to forgive myself. And then by doing that, like I found freedom. And then I found the ability to connect. And again, like I know not all of you are Christian. I know all of you are not believers. Um, I, it, it, it's a struggle. And but for me, I could never connect to the Spirit because I had so much tar and blackness surrounding my heart, and it was a lot of anger and resentment. And I could never get free from those demons because of that. But when I was finally able to release that, then I was able to make the life change. And at that point, like I thought I was going to be in jail for five years, if not longer. I was still waiting to hear if I was going to see the judge or not. Um, and it straight up, I, I, I honestly thought I was going to be behind bars for five years. And I knew at that point I had thrown away my life, every opportunity. Like I'm a case for, I'm not a kid. I didn't come from poverty. I didn't. Come, I grew up in a country club. Like I grew up with everything and more someone could need, and I had more than I needed. But I threw it away, and and I knew that in that in that moment. Like, what am I going to do? How am I going to change? Um, and I did finally. But I thought the change I was going to make. I thought I was going to be doing God's work behind bars. And somehow, miraculously, I got out of jail with no charges a few days later. So I was there for a total of five days. And, you know, it was the most freeing thing. But the reason why I keep coming back, and I'm going back to your point. Um, I don't know where the question goes. This question right here. I had to want to do it myself, Jenna. 
I had to want to do it. And more importantly, I had to want to do the work. I had to want to prepare and build my armor, as I talk about all the time. And that is crucial to your success. So unfortunately, you can't make someone get help. My mom prayed every day. My mom wept. I broke my mom's heart. And that wasn't enough to change me. You have to decide for yourself. Um, let's see if I can get John back on here. Hey, Mr. Bradshaw, how are you? Um, Claire, he's not dead. Mary, so how can he be here? So do you guys have any questions at all? John, if you're here live, comment here if this can happen. I don't know what the heck is going on. First time using the app. Can you, you use your... Just do it on Facebook, dude. I'm so sorry, guys. Do it on Facebook. I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm Guys, I'm so sorry about this. I really... <laughs> so are there any other questions? It's all part of your journey, lessons being taught. And you're right. Mary, the, the lessons are in... I mean... The, the, sorry, brain farted. It's all part of the journey. And for some reason... Like, even though I had multiple opportunities to live the life that God intended for me to live, I just blew it. I, I didn't live it. And somehow my life was spared. And I don't, I didn't think I deserved it at the time. And I still really don't. Like, I don't feel worthy. And, but I do know that the life I'm living now is not my own. It's not for me. It's not, like, I really want to, to, be the best I can be. And it's a genuine thing. And every time I want to get selfish and get on my high horse, like I have these little reminders of that I should be dead. Like I have this tick, like this, this pain in my heart all the time. And it reminds me, yeah, they do, Mary. Um, the tick in my heart reminds me that if I go back to that that way that I was living, I'm going to be dead. And I don't, like, the thing is, like, I don't think that I'm an addict. Like, I've never believed that I was an addict. I just wanted to die, which I don't know which is worse. Like, I don't know what's what's worse, <laughs> wanting to die or being an addict. I, I don't know. Are they the same thing? Um, but so I'm constantly reminded of that. And it's funny, too. It's because every time I get a wild hair and feel like I want to wild out and just self-destruct and blow things up. John, you just clicked the link, man. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I say, I know that feeling, too. I feel like a huge reminder is my son and the joy I see in his face when he looks at me clean. You know what, Jenna? I, like, something... Deep inside me, like I pray, and one of the reasons I do this, I, I feel led to do the show. Um, and as I've said before, I just do this. This is something that I do, that I love to do. But like one day, I hope that my twins, I have twins, I think they're 10 years old now. I blocked it out as much as possible because it devastates me. But like I hope one day that they see this video and they go, oh, he's not a monster after all. Or, hey, this is what God can do in someone's life. Um, you know, it's like, I, I hope that because there's nothing in me more that wants to reconnect with the twins. I have another daughter that's 17 that is basically the spitting image of her mother <laughs> and myself. And yeah, and um, 
I'm sorry, I'm reading everyone's messages. The um, like, and I and like I, we've kind of rekindled in our relationship a little bit, but it's not where it should be. And one of the things that I want to do, and part of the reason why I want to become a success, is because I want my daughter to have the opportunity to come out here as often as she wants, if not live here. I want the opportunity for her mom, who we were never together, but she's an amazing woman. Like for them to be able, I want them to be able to come out here or me to be able to go home to Oklahoma. And I want to be a part of their life. Like one of the things that I've learned through this, this process of growing and trying to become a better man and, and be a more godly man and, and step into my purpose is that, man, I've got a lot of love to give. And I never in my life, I've never really shown love to anyone. I've never shown love to, I mean, I love my mom, but I haven't been a good brother. I haven't been a good father. Um, I've never been really a good boyfriend until recently, but now I'm single. So, you know, whatever. So now I know I'm capable of being a good boyfriend and then eventually a husband. But I want to be a good father, and I want to be a good son, and I want to be a good brother, and I want to be a family man. And for 36 years, well, that's not accurate. But up until about, you know, recently, the desires of my heart to become a family man were non-existent. Like I just, I was very self-absorbed and just worried about my development and trying to become better. Um, Okay, John, try this again, man. I'm going to go send you the link. But I want more than anything to to become that guy and become, you know, a family man and become someone that is surrounded by family and has love to give and has joy. And I used to, for the longest time, I used to be afraid to date people with kids because I was a lousy freaking stepdad. Like, I, it's just so much has changed and it's so amazing to think, like, what happens when you go from this broken person that has nothing to offer to somebody that's full of love that all they want to do is love and all they want to do is give it away. And that's an amazing place to be. And that for me is what has probably been the most profound thing about turning my life around and continually trying to grow is that I'm not who I thought I was. John, holy crap. He's here. Ladies and gentlemen, John Wallace is in the house. Yeah. Technical difficulties, my brother. Some technical difficulties. Dude, you're making me sweat. God. How's it going, bro? I, I was just sitting here going, I'm just pulling. I'm, I'm just going to have to talk from the heart again. Nothing prepared. <laughs> well, you're good at that. Oh, jeez, dude. You're making me nervous. I needed to get my morning gratitude in, bro. I needed to get my morning gratitude in. You know, I, I can't rob myself of that. <laughs> Man, I wasn't. I gotta tell you something, man. I, yeah. I wasn't ready to go for that. Like I, I've yeah. got, dude. I mean, because t- I started talking about toxic people, and yeah. and then I almost started talking about like my situation right now, and then I'm like, oh my god. So thank you. <laughs> I wasn't. That's when you get the deepest. How are you? I'm good, man. I I'm really really good. I'm going through a major life change. Um, but it's for the better and yeah. the toxic I'm removing, there's a toxic element of my life and it's not, it's not on, on them. It's just together toxic and going through that complete separation and not living under the same roof and that kind of thing is yeah. happening. And 
it's weird because four years of my life have been spent with somebody that it's now time to it's not time to part. And, and like, yeah, I understand. I understand. Now, I'll tell you one thing though: I am not. I that when it comes to romance or finance, I'm not the guy for advice. <laughs> but I, but I mean, like, I I understand. I understand. Like like like. I mean, I can, I, I can relate it back to addiction, losing a part of your life that's been a huge part of your life that's been a love affair in, in certain ways. You know, I mean, I, I, I look, I haven't had many long-standing relationships in my life other than that was dope. You know, <laughs> like, like that was the longest relationship and, and family and things like that. But that was the most toxic thing I removed. But like on the way of doing that, I had to remove a lot of toxic people. Yeah. You know, a lot of toxic people. And, and, and these are people that I, that I was no better than. In fact, in a lot of ways, I was maybe worse than. And I had to remove them from my life because, because I just kept wanting to down the same path with them. You know, as I'm sure uh, that's when you get stuck in that rut of a relationship where it keeps going in the same toxic, secular path. And, and I don't need that in my life. So like self-limiting beliefs, toxic people, toxic relationships, all those things, I need to find the balance and how to remove those, you know? Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing too in your journey. I don't think that we ever quit growing, but my God, I, it's like every time you feel like you heal something in your life, yeah. And then, then you discover, oh, wait, I've got another area that needs to heal, too. Yeah, and I mean, it's like, a journey. It, I'm, like, I'm realizing that I, I've always said I didn't want kids, always. Yeah. And now uh, my mom's going to freak if she hears this, but, like, now I want kids. I mean, I don't only want ah, to be. Wait, how, how is she going to freak? Is she going to be excited? What? Is she going to be excited, or is she going to be like, you're going to make me a uh, grandma? or? <laughs> She's going to tell me I'm crazy is what she's going to tell me. But again, my, it just, a lot is changing with me. It's, it's weird. Like I'm freaking out about it actually, but I'm enjoying it because it's just, it's about love. But look, this is yeah. not about me guys. I am so excited to have John on the show, brother. Thank you. Um, thank you, I, man. Thank you. We have to know, cause this is morning gratitude with the mayor. What are you grateful yeah. for today, man? Oh man. This morning, the people in my life, man, this morning, I, I, I got some amazing people in my life, some great teachers, some great guides, some, some, some people that, that, that are there no matter what, in spite of me sometimes. And, uh, and I'm grateful for them, man. Cause like, for an addict like me, like I was godless and bottomless for a really long time. So like, like, like on the baby steps that I've taken to, 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 to find that conscious contact, the way that I hear it most is through the people in my life. You know, that, that's, I, I hear God and the things that they say and, 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 and the actions they take and what goes on with them. And when I watch them go walk through struggle, like I know that I can too. So like, 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 uh, definitely the people in my life, you know, I get Thanksgiving in two days. I get to be down in San Diego with the family. You know, I got, I got, I got a 11 nieces and nephews. Well, there's, there's, there's going to be a dirty dozen. My little sister's pregnant. She's, she's having a baby. So that's number wow. four for her. Yeah, my brother's got five kids. My other sister's got two, and no, they're they're amazing people. They're amazing people, and I'm I'm excited to be around them. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get get down there. That makes me man. See, my brother just had a baby, and God, I need to go home. Like I, San Diego's home for me, but I need I'm I'm ready to go home and see my family. It's been right a long freaking time. I love that, John. I um. Man, there's so much I want to ask you about. I, I have, like, all of these questions that I thought of that I want to ask you, but I would be remiss without – because I know your heart, dude. I know your heart. Um, I want to know and I want the audience to know, what is the one thing 
the problem in life, in this world, whatever it is, like what is that thing that keeps you up at night that you just feel so compelled to try to solve? Um, okay, so like I try to live my life solution-based today, right? Like I, I, could let, I could let all the world's problems and all the things that don't work and haven't worked and, you know, maybe my conspiracies or whatever, whatever you know, like, like, like whatever, all the bad things have gone. I can, I can stay focused on that all day long. That's a choice. But like, I choose today to stay in solution because if I start looking at those negative, but like, I, I suffer from the disease of addiction, right? Like, 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 I wouldn't say I suffer from it. I, I, I'm an addict, right? And I suffered from it for a really long time. And, and I fought with it for a really long time. And, and I know it really well. I know the ins and the outs of it, the smells of it, everything, right? I know, I know it. And, and cause I spent a long time in it and, on this side of it, man, that, that dark, long past that I had out there is like my greatest asset in identifying it today and, and, and guys and watching when it manifests itself in their lives and, and stepping right. into it and meeting the addict where they're at. You know, and, and you know, the, 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 the problem today is adequate, adequate care, adequate care. Like, like there's, there's a, an opioid epidemic out there that is slaughtering my friends. They're not, they're not, they're not abstract people to me. They're, 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 there are guys that I, that I, I've, I've known for a really long time that I have the same thing as, and I am just as, as much in the potential to die from this thing as they are. You know, like it's a 100% fatal disease, and, but it's also 100% treat, treatable. So like, like the, I guess if, if I was to pick one thing that that is my, my primary focus now is to helping, helping the addict help themselves, helping the addict find a way to help themselves, you know, cause there's this gap. I talked about this with Roman, and that's why me and Roman have, have locked up on a lot of things. We're all we're like, like we've come together on so much because we have the same belief system in it that there's this gap between the people that can get help and the people that need it. And like, like my mission is to fill as much of that gap as possible. What are your feelings? I know that I've been on the Sober Life podcast with Roman and Brian. Um, I think you've been on there as well, but I know you know them yeah, really. Well. I have. Oh, where'd you go? Don't leave me, dude. Okay, thought we lost it. Um, what are your feelings? Because I know that the, the the subject of RSOs and CBD is very controversial in the recovery world, but yet people are having a lot of success, and the science is backing treating opioid addiction with CBD and RSO. RSO being Rick Simpson oil. What are your thoughts? Yeah, okay, so 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 I've seen the effects of this, all right? Like in the detox protocol that we have out there for opioids is 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 a schedule of narcotics that requires detox from. Most right. of these drugs wind up these kids wind up change, changing seats on the Titanic. They go from heroin to subutex, they use it to supplement themselves in between the high. There's now an illicit market for it out there. And then I've seen guys that that, that detox Using RSO products, using, I mean, they're cannabis products, right? And I'm talking about in the acute withdrawal period of time. I'm talking about in that three to five period from my last kick, from my last fix throughout my kick, right? I'm not talking about an extended recovery. I'm talking about in that period there, what I've seen work better than almost anything else is RSO. It's the most comfortable, like, like, like relaxed, you know, like, like, like painless kick that I've ever seen. Because if anybody's ever ever detoxed on, on a on a cell room floor out there or knows what that feels like, because oh. if you, I mean if you're an opiate addict, you know what detox feels like, right? You do it every time you run out of dope. Like I'm talking about a way to, like the the, the 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 whole fallacy of the gateway drug. I believe the gateway swings both ways. I'm not talking about 
about everybody let's spark up a joint. I'm talking about we got opiate, opiate addicts out there dying left right. and right. You know, we got 175 a day estimated died last year alone here. We got a president asking for asking for an alternative to opioids, right? Alternative to addictive painkillers, which cannabis qualifies as. We got we got a, a public health epidemic, a public health emergency that he's declared. And, and at the same time, we see the legalization in the last few years. In 13 states, we've seen a 33 percent decrease in overdose death. Now, remember, we're talking about my friends. Talking about my loved ones, people that I love and care about and are struggling and fighting the same disease as me, a 33% uh, drop off in overdose rate is not some abstract number to me. Those are thousands of lives of people just like me battling the same disease as me that now have a chance. You know, their kids aren't growing up without parents. Their parents aren't having to bury their children. What's going on, Ronnie? That's my boy, Ronnie Cope from Florida right there. What's up, Ronnie? So, so like, like that, 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 that's my, 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 my directive when it comes to that and with CBD is I, it's unquestionable. Just Google it, do some research on it. And if you still got this, this propaganda thing that's been put in your head about uh, the, the evil, bad reefer madness, marijuana, and you're still connotating that with CBD, I'm sorry, you know, do a little more research maybe, or just close your eyes, close your ears, pretend it doesn't exist. And we'll continue to watch 64,000 people a year plus die of overdose. You know, like that's a disgusting number to me. So don't they, they, talk, they talk about the insanity a lot in the recovery process about doing the same thing over and over. Isn't what's happening in the recovery recovery community and treatment centers, isn't that insanity? Because we're over, trying yeah. the same crap and it's not working. What are the, the yeah. statistics? What is the failure rate? It's so Okay, so so like 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 I've I've done a lot of research on this. I write a lot of articles which stop frying your brain, you know, and, and I I don't want to come at them ignorant. So when I hear an off tune fact and I plug the numbers in and I, and then I, I make sure to cite and and go through and make sure that I'm I'm speaking what the, the to the best of our ability what facts can be when you when when you pull them from statistics. Right. Now statistics, I want to make this clear: every single addict has a chance to recover. Every single addict can do that. It's not a place. It's nothing we can sell to you. It is nothing that you can buy. All right. But yes. every addict has a, has a chance for recovery. Now, 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 beyond, beyond that, like there are wonderful treatment centers out there that will provide you. We at Atrium Sober Living, we house 60 guys in six houses up here in the Coachella Valley. Now, let, 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 let me be clear about this. All we can do is provide you a comfortable, safe place to introduce you to a lasting program of recovery. Right. Now, even that program of recovery right now is that we're looking at, we're looking at, at maybe 10% success rates. At the, and that's, that's the standard for treatment because the treatment industry is, is uh, the average amount of times that, that an individual will seek treatment throughout their lifetime that suffers from addiction or alcoholism is nine, right? The numbers that are spent on that are in the trillions of dollars annually to private insurance, another 500 billion dollars billed to the Fed just in 2015. You know, the numbers from 2015, there was $4.7 trillion billed to private insurance. And we see three to five percent success ratios. Like that's appalling, right? Now those statistics are a little skewed. Like I said, everybody has a chance to recover, but the 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 the, the average is nine facilities, and, the, and and honestly, we die. That's what happens to us. We die. Addicts aren't supposed to make it. We're, we have a hundred percent fatal disease, and only three to five percent of us succeed through treatment. And that's just that's in the one year, right? So the the numbers are appalling. Right. If I get into them deeply, they're appalling. You know, it's the equivalent of a jumbo jet going down every single day in America. 
Every single day. We're talking last year's numbers. We're looking at 175 people a day, right? Now, now, now look, look, look over at, at, uh, at this year and it's even, it's expanded. It's expounded. It's huge. Despite the fact that now they've said something about it out loud and have intent on doing something, it's gotten bigger, you know, so like, like more needs to be done. So I don't have an, I don't have a magic answer. I don't have a magic bullet. I don't, I don't know what's going to work, but I know we need to try more. I know we need to shake up what we've been doing. But um, what would you say, like, as far as addicts go, what percentage do you think is it, the, the addictions from, is, is spawned from something trauma related? Almost all of it. Almost so, all of it. Like, I, I can't really, I can't, like, if I think back in mine, I grew up in a wonderful household. I had a wonderful mother and father, you know, my brother, my mom and dad still married, still catch them kissing, still love each other very much. My brothers and sisters are amazing. My older brother went to the same high school as me, right? He played the same sports as the same group of friends. He marries his high school sweetheart, doesn't pick up drugs, right? Right now, he's a, a Catholic school teacher. He retired from a career at FedEx. He's a homeowner. He's a, he's a father of five, you know, and here I am, his brother, same household, same sports, same friends, same church, same everything. And I got nine felony convictions. I've been to, to countless rehabs. I spent 20-something, 20 27 months of my life in long-term treatment trying, trying to fight this thing. And uh, and that, that's why this hits me so hard is because those places were 60 to 120 guys, and I forged a bond with them. I got to know their kids, meet their wives, their families. You know, we're in the fight together against this thing. And then I've watched them over the last few years die, one after the other, die, die, die. And, and that's what motivated got me. I got to do something. I have to do something. And in that doing something, I have found a, a life beyond my wildest dreams. You know, because my, mo- my, my motive, my, my, my purpose, my sole mission and goal is to help the addict who still suffers. You know, like, like, like our, our success here with Atrium Sober Living is measured in the amount of men we help, not in the amount of money we make. And that, that, that's a, a thing that you see in the treatment industry. They fleeced it, you know, and because they've done that, they've tightened this noose around the amount of people they can get care. Damn, man. What Can I answer your question? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, you you know you answered it. So, because my next question was going to be, what what was it for you that made you finally say enough? Like you've been to how many treatment centers again? Nine, maybe ten. Jeez, so one you twice, one of them twice. It, it's so easy to go. What the heck? Did, why couldn't you figure it out after the first time? But like I, I just shared earlier before you came on. I was in jail five times and didn't get it. Like, it took I this, can't even, uh, they, If you want to count how many times I've been in jail, I have no idea. I, yeah. I don't even know how many counties. We could start counting counties. It'd be, I've been in jail in more than five counties. I don't have no, no I've been, <laughs> I've been in more than five jails in one particular county alone that has more than five jails. Like, it's almost like I wish that there was a way, and I don't know, like, I, I don't understand that process of, like, what is it that makes this fine? Surrender isn't something you decide to do. What? Surrender is not something you decide to do. Surrender is something that happens to you. It's not something you decide to do. Like, I was blessed with that surrender. I was blessed with the perfect surrender. Like, it's something that, that like, like, like what, the, what, 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 what the 12-step groups call, call that step one, that admitting, that, 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 that admittance of, uh, of complete defeat. So I'm a capable guy. I'm not unintelligent. I've kept on to some of my mental facility faculties. I got a wonderful mom and dad. They live down in Rancho Bernardo. Great, amazing family. You know, um, there was there was no real trauma. You know, I, I, no real trauma. But uh, I picked up dope at, at, at a young age. 
and, and, and I ran it till the wheels fell off. And when I started hitting those rehabs, it wasn't to get clean. It was to avoid jail. And methamphetamine, I think someone just asked what I'm, I'm fighting. I'm not fighting anything. I, I see fighting everything and everyone, right? I, I, I'm, 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 I'm a drug addict. I'm going to be a drug addict until the day I die. I just want to die one with a clear sense of mind. I want to know who I am, where I am, and what is going on until the day they put me in the ground. You know, that, and, and that's it. And clean to me is not the contents of your urine. Clean to me is how you act, man. What were you putting in your bodies between you and God? How you act as a result of that, that might become my business. Wow. You know, so, so my actions and how they relate, how they affect other people, that's a big deal to me. You know, you hear the people, I don't care what other people think. There are some people I could care less what they think. There are some people in my lives where I care very, very deeply. And I, I, I want to know what they think because I don't have the ability as an addict. I don't have the ability to see me screwing up. That's part of the disease is I don't see me going down the wrong path. So I surround myself today with people that go, Hey, jackass, you're going down the wrong path. You know? <laughs> and then I can stop because I trust them and I know they wouldn't steer me wrong. Right. You know, they, they got this thing too. So what is your, okay. So going to ask another unplanned question, but what is it? What do you do every day to get your mind right? Like what is part of your routine and the work? I, cause you, meditation. You're... I, 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 I do a lot of meditation and a lot of writing. So like, uh, I'm, I'm baby steppings to God. I know you're a man of pretty devout faith, right? Yeah. It's a new subject for me. I, I've come to the firm conclusion that there is a God and that's as far as I've gotten. And right now I trust in that God and that carries me. So when I think about God, I pray to God and I watch my life get better. And if I can hold in my mind, like, 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 like what I want, I will, I'll, like, long enough, I'll be able to hold it in my hand. So I stay grateful for the things that I want as though I already have them. You know, right. and I've watched slowly one by one how they've appeared in God's will, not in mine. And I don't pretend to understand what that means, God's will. Like if God was to come down from the heavens or wherever God is and, and say, this is my will for you, I would surely screw it up. You know, like, like, so I don't, uh, and God to me, I, I, it, it's a concept. And I think inside of every man, woman and child, there's a concept of God. You know, it says, it says in some of the literature that you go in there that inside of every man, woman, and child, man, woman, and child is a fundamental idea of God, but it is often obscured by, by pomp, calamity, or worship of other things. So like the things I put in front of God, like my, like money, material things, the car, the house, whatever, you know, the, 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 the pomp, which is, I think that I got something to do with my, with me being clean today. I think that I did that. You know, I think that I've made these accomplishments and not God. You know, or, or the calamity is the chaos that I cause, the, the fights right. with her or the this and that or whatever, the chaos that comes around my life that usually is spawned by me. I'm the one that brings that drama on. Like it's not, I'm not a victim. I've never been a victim except for of myself. I've victimized me and I've robbed from my family and my loved ones their peace of mind for decades, you know, and, 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 uh, I was a really bad dude out there. I was a real bad, I was a piece of, like, okay, the other day you, you had somebody try to out you on your past, right? Yeah. To me, that goes on my resume. You know, that's my greatest <laughs> asset. And helping the man that's still sick is, is my dark past. I've been there. You know, I've been there. <laughs> like, there, there's nothing they can come at me with, like, I can't relate to. Like, I don't know what county jail is like or detox and all of this or that or crossing the board or any of that. Like, all the, I could go around any and ask addicts, name to me one, uh, one, 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 one big, Think about your addiction. One thing that happened to you, and I got that too. I got that too. I could go to any smack shack, tweaker parent, bar room in America and find some jerk with the same problem as me. Today, I stay in solution. You know, I, I know the solution to my problem is not of this world, right? 
that, 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 that addiction is a disease so powerful that we need a deity to break its ties. And even that God is only powerful, capable of doing that one day at a time. You know, and I, and I know that I need that in my life. And I don't really like the, the, the program that I work in my life doesn't, ha- doesn't, doesn't, doesn't ask me to, to, to put a name or a face on that. It just asked me to start with the beginning. And from that beginning, I grabbed onto it like a doorknob and I've been able to step through. You know, I don't, I don't know where that faith is going to evolve to. I don't know if it's going to gravitate towards a church, church or a religious organization or, or a specific denomination, but I know that it's there now and my life has already gotten better. So yeah, I think it's a process. I, I mean, for me, it was a journey to discovering, you know, my faith being what it is. It, it was a process. It wasn't like, yeah, I had my shouting match with Mount my shouting matches with God. But before I went to jail that sixth time, I was in a place of seeking. And so I was, I was primed to break that time. And I'm just thankful things happened the way they did. Cause basically my situation was, I was really in this on a good path. I, I just got done being homeless. I, I had a job. I was doing well. And then I decided, Hey, I can, while out one time the the girlfriend's coming back in town let's you know let's have a party thinking i was right. strong to do it and god goes uh-uh. yeah <laughs> next thing i know cop cars are there um both of us are going to jail and it's just a ugly ugly scene and you know that started the process and i'm like okay you know what I've tried it my way. It was enough. And I was just, but I was being primed to change. I want to know. Yeah. Uh, so I, we've talked a lot about this, but I want to talk about a specific time in your life when all hope seemed lost. And what did you oh, wow. do to get? That's, that's really easy. Okay. My, 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 my first day clean, I woke up and I, the, the night before, I don't really recall. I was on a real, real tear. I've been, 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 been slamming dope for, God, I imagine, like, I, I, like a lot. Hold on, slamming dope for those of you that don't know what that means. Oh, injecting crystal methamphetamines, <laughs> large amounts of it. Um, so oh, I, uh, oh. I crawled underneath a playground, right? I crawled underneath the playground that night. I didn't remember where the playground was. I wasn't paying attention that night. But I woke up in the morning. I realized with the church lady saying, you can't stay here. I realized I was in this playground that was in between these two churches. And in either of these churches, AA and NA met all day long. And people that I knew from the, cause I was, I, I had some clean time. I had gone back out. I knew it. They'd come out of their meetings and they'd see me under this playground, just disheveled and broken. And here I am, this smart, capable, you know, like, 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 like a talented, whatever guy that has got God on both sides of me, multiple programs of recovery meeting on both sides of me. And here I am in the middle underneath the playground homeless in the desert in the summertime, you know? So like I had, I knew I had to change something right then and there. And, and, and man, that day I, I prayed to a God. I don't understand. A God that when I grew up, the one I grew up with scared me, you know, that one scared me. He, he turned people to salt and he flooded the world and killed everybody. And I was, and I didn't believe the story when I was a kid and I, you know, the costumes, I didn't get it. I didn't get it when I was young. And now I look at like my faith and I question my faith and, my life subsequently was a lot more difficult. Then I look at my brother who's a man of devout faith and his life was amazing. You know, like, like, so like, 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 uh, I believe in that God. I don't think we're talking about different gods. I think my perception has changed. 
You know, like I, I, I my, my perception of it has changed. And that's, that's heaven and hell to me are the same chair. It's just how I sit in it. You know, and as an addict, man, I could wake up one day and my life could be exactly the same as it was yesterday. And I could feel like that's it. I could feel like everything's gone to hell and I've lost everything and nobody likes me and what a loser I am. And the day before I could be whistling Dixie and that's the, 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 the trick in my head. You know, is how I decide to perceive it. That's why, that's why I jumped on with your morning gratitude thing, because it got me thinking about what am I grateful for? You know, depression and gratitude can't exist in the same place at the same time. So, like, so if I stay grateful, I won't be depressed. You know? God, it is, it's so true. Gratitude is just this powerful thing that I, I swear to you, because there's times that I'm, my circumstances are exactly the same. But it's just all in how I think about it and, and, and focusing on, like, instead of focusing on what I don't have, focusing on what I do. And the, I booby trap myself because my emotions are, subs, are sub, subjective. Are, my emotions can turn on a dime because I'm a passionate guy and I live with exposing my heart, my soul. And so things affect me. Like, I'm affected this morning knowing that, the process is finally here where I'm separating from a life that I've known for four years and like it, it's affecting me, but yet I'm sitting here talking about gratitude and I'm looking around me. I'm looking at the Coronado bridge going, Oh my gosh, this is, I am yeah. so blessed. And it allows me to go, I'm not going to let this weigh me down. I'm going to keep moving forward and progressing and doing what I feel led to do. But it's all coming from a place of gratitude, and that is so—it's like a magic potion. But it's not magic; it's just a thought. Yeah, it's just a thought. It's in here, and it's amazing how much our thoughts control the world around us. I mean, our, our, our thought—like, like, okay, so four agreements. I don't know if you ever—I mean, four agreements is something. Tell me, tell me about the four agreements. All right, so, so always do your best, right? Never take anything personally. Never make assumptions. And what's the fourth one? What's the, you know, the fourth one? I don't know. Your best. Never take a per. Never take anything personally. Um, oh man, my brain is farting right now. It's noisy. I, I, I can't believe I can't remember this. I've read this book like 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 multiple times. I've listened to it on audio tape. What's the fourth agreement? What's the four agreements? You don't know what the four agreements are? No. Oh my gosh! I can't believe I'm brain farting. Oh no! So let's start with always do your best. All right. <laughs> so like whatever task I'm faced with in my life, I got I got to put forth my best effort, and I'm responsible for the effort and not the outcome. Right. Um, right. Never take anything personal. That's that's pretty easy. No, it's not. That's like the hardest out of all. Of them. I know. I you know that, I, that 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 is easily the the hardest out of all of them because I want I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to blame you. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna point out how it's your fault that, uh, that, uh, that I, that I screwed up, that my life is messed up, that I feel a certain type of way, whatever that type of way is. I wanna blame you. I wanna blame the world. I wanna blame something else. And it's, 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 it's not. It's, it's me. You know, it's me. You know, I, I wanna, I wanna, um, I wanna know what the four agreements are right now. I can't believe I'm trying to blame for it right now. <laughs> Google it. Oh, it's, it's killing me right now. So, so Miguel Ruiz, it, 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 it's killing me right now. It really is. I don't, how do I not remember this? I've read the book so many times. Hold on. Darla, will you Google it for him, please? <laughs> Darla is the, <laughs> Darla is the mom. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. 
Darla, please Google it and share with him. Darla is the uh, is Lonnie, my daughter's mother. Oh, I got it! I got it! I got it! I got it! The impeccable, the most important one right here, where I started the whole thing. Always be impeccable with your word, right? Now, this is very hard for a guy like me. I was a con man. I was a liar. I was a thief. I was a cheat. I was a I was a guy who did whatever he had to do to get from you what I wanted to make me feel better, right? And that's all I kept was my very limited scope of view is what can I do? And it wasn't that, that selfish, self-centered like thought process I had wasn't malicious towards you. I was unaware of the other inhabitants of my, on this planet. I didn't know how I affected you. I didn't care because I was only cons- I was consumed with me. And that trickster inside that son of a bitch in my head, that dude left me with nothing over I, and over and over again. Oh, and what that insanity that we talk about, all right, so knowing that do- that dope, right, is the one thing that's kept me from my mommy, my daddy, my family, my brothers, my sisters, a life of purpose, the life that I have today, right, is dope. So it'd be insane for me to return to that, right? Right. That's the only insanity we're talking about, the insane thoughts that proceed picking up the, for, the, for the first time so like 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 i i, I, don't, I don't know what it takes for addicts but, they, but 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 each addict is an individual and and recovery isn't a team sport you know like like we do the, a lot of these things together but your personal journey is yours you know right so like 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 watch what you say about yourself mary said like our words everything around us was created by the word like all of this man-made stuff all of our ideas our politics our laws everything started off with, with with how we think and then what we speak you know so don't take anything personally is is that's how i think it's none of my business what you think of me now i respect you joshua and there's a lot and, 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 and i love you and your opinion means the world to me so if i fall off way i've got people like you in my life to redirect me but like what but 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 what you think of me is none of my business really like, I, like what i think of me that can that, that can kill me you know what i think of me is the important part there you know always do your best is, is, is i gotta put my best foot forward and i gotta put forth the effort but i'm not invested in the outcome like i'm not in the outcome business that's that's what i leave in god's will that's god's hands is the outcome but I, I'm responsible for the effort, you know, and I have to put forth my best effort. And if I don't, then who's it on? If I don't get the best results, that I, the intended results, and I had to put forth the best effort, that's on me, you know. That, that's on me. And 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 not making assumptions is, man, like that's that's a, oh, but we all know this one. Why not? When we assume, we make an ass out of who? <laughs> like you know, you. But I'm an addict. I'm only thinking about me. I might not be much, but I'm all I'm thinking about sometimes. You know, <laughs> like. I, so I, I, it's, I, I, I've, I've gone through all these different programs of recovery because, like I said, I fought this. I decided 11 years ago when I found out my son was on the way that I wanted to get clean, and that didn't happen. You know, and 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 I thought that that, that wanting it enough was alone was going to do it. I mean, I needed it for a lot longer before that. I started paying hardline consequences really early on for my actions, for my using, for my addiction, and uh, so I needed it for a really long time. Then I started wanting it. And when I started trying, that's when things got got, got hard. You know, when I decided I wanted to stop and found out that I couldn't, that's when things got hard. You know, so I, go ahead. No, I'm just I'm I'm feeling all of your words, and I, they just have an impact on me because just thinking about the people that I love in my life that struggle, and you know, and and just knowing, like you said. You, you, you brought up a couple things about being selfish and then like, I don't see you that way because I see you constantly giving 
and, and love. And there's so many people that are watching on here that, and have been watching that you've helped change their life. And it's extremely extreme. It's just, it's a, you're just such a blessing to others, man. And I, and it's so that hard. Wasn't to always, it wasn't always the case. What? That wasn't always the case, man. Like, like the other day you tagged me and you something and you said, John Wallace is a good guy to know. And it gave me a little chuckle because I thought about like, like, wow, like, like the, 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 like that's me acting my way into better living, into better thinking. Like, like for a long time, I tried to think my way out of this and my problem is centered in my mind. So like, like I tried to think my way into better acting and that didn't work. And then like, like I started changing that around and I started acting a certain type of way and holding myself accountable and putting those people in my life to hold me accountable and, and started really looking at what kind of guy I was, you know, and, and, uh, and, and Ronnie just said, you got to give in order to receive and you got to give away to keep it. Like, if you don't like how, how I stay focused on, on, on making me better is by helping the guy who's not right. So we can get better. So we can in turn help the next guy. And that's, and that's how this thing works. It's monkey see monkey do. I found a dude that was doing like the, the deal, you know, and, and his life had gotten way better. And I jumped in behind him and I said, what do I do? And he gave me some instructions and I took them. You know, I didn't have to. The doors weren't locked. I never had to show back up or call him again. I just did it. And that, and that's not something me. I'm not capable of that. That that comes from God. The strength, the willingness, the courage, the, the everything it takes to, to take these steps doesn't come from me. Like it comes from it comes from a, a power way greater than myself that I, that I don't fully understand. You know, but I ask for that guidance on a daily basis, and that's really all I do. And right. then when I got into given, I take it, you know, and, and I find it subtly. I found it what you guys say and what I read and the world around me. But I start to see the more I practice this, the more I pray and meditate. And the more that I keep on this path of when somebody asks for help, I just help them no matter what. You know, I do the best I can to help them to the very best of my oftentimes very limited capability. Sometimes it's just a conversation. You know, but, 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 but I'm there. I'm there because for a long time, I wasn't for a long time. If you were unlucky enough to come within my proximity, you paid the price for that, you know, and, and I owe a spiritual debt for it. And I get, to, I get, it's good. It's cool little, little, uh, axiom where I get to repay it. And that thing that I repay it with makes me feel more full in my life and I get to keep it too. And it's, it's rad, man. It's awesome. And it's really simple. You know, it's really simple, but getting to it, that's not like we were talking about detox. Right. Getting to it, getting from the point of busted and disgusted and bottomed out and knowing that you just can't take it anymore to a life of purpose. Right. There's this thing in between where you got to stop doing dope. Right. And if that and if your addiction has a hold on you and you have this disease, you can't. You can't. It's not up to you. So, so you need to surrender. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, but I so anyone in the recovery community, um, anyone that is like battling demons, I, I suggest if you. If you have someone that you feel like could use this message, please tag them. Please share this video. Um, I'm getting ready to ask them a couple questions that I, I think are going to be very inspiring for you. So I'm kind of like telling you what to do now. <laughs> so if you would share the video, like it, and tag someone you believe. Not I'm not talking to you, John, but tag okay. somebody that you think can hear this message. Because um, what John is doing, what his the organizations he's involved with are truly changing people one addict at a time but it, it really has the potential to change the world so please share uh please like and please tag somebody uh john i want to know and I, I think i know the answer that you're going to give that's why i said what i said just now okay what tell me about 
how do I want to phrase this question? You've got something inside you and we've gone back and forth. You have a very powerful goal and, and it could be a passion project, if, if you will. But tell me, tell me about your passion project. Tell me about that thing inside you that you envision when you think, this is where I see myself. This is what I hope, God willing, this is what I hope to be able to do in this world. What is that? Well, I said it before, like the, with, with, with Atrium up here, our, our, mission, our mission is to fill as much of that gap as possible from the people that need help and the people that can get it. And, and, and we, we, we've looked at where, 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 you know, where treatment has failed and we're, we're, we're on the front lines right here. We're, we're, we're on the front lines of this epidemic. We're not, we're not, we're not sheltered from it. We're not looking at data in a room. We're watching what's going on around us. Right. I know that, I know that the detox protocol that's been on the table has failed. It's failed us miserably. It's killed, it's killed a lot of people. It, and I'm not, well, I'm not, it, it hasn't killed a lot of people. A lot of people have died as a result of us not having a better solution. Now that, that's not on us, you know, but, but, but I think we can strive to do more. I, I want a detox facility where I've been talking to a lot of people and, uh, and putting the piece together to have a detox facility that uses a more holistic means. It uses RSO, that uses CBD instead of using your Suboxone and your Subutex and your Methadone and all these other alternatives that seem to be like changing teeth the Titanic to me. Now I'm not I'm not I'm not knocking them. I don't want to get in this big subutex fight that I've seen in the recovery world because again we're gonna put this in some recovery groups here. I don't want to get in that fight because I'm gonna I'm gonna get in the same one here but I'm talking for detox here. Like let's stop putting kids on D de- or not kids. Let's stop putting addicts on detox meds that they need to detox from. Let's stop creating the, 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 these pharmaceutical like underground markets where kids are dying right here. Let's stop making the ground fertile for, for, for fentanyl to wind up in our heroin. And let, let's start really going after this problem. So the detox facility is for those purposes. I believe in CBD. Right? I, I believe in it wholeheartedly. Right? I, I, I have major pain issues, major pain issues. And I've gone over it. I'm an addict. Right. So, so there are, are the drugs that they would give me. I can't take. Right. Most of them make me sick. They make me sick to my stomach. They make me itchy, twitchy. I'm glad that I wasn't an opiate addict. I would have been dead already with the amount that I did speed. But, 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 but I know plenty of guys that I, we've used it. If they don't have insurance and they don't have the means to do that, to, to, to go to some cushy detox facility with a handful of pills and a comfy pillow and equine therapy, if they don't have the means to do that, which is the majority of acts I get calls from, right? And they have no resources. I, 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 I we have another way that we've tried. Right, that 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 this stuff works, and and I want a facility where it's legitimately recognized, and we can get the real funding behind it. We can actually do the data behind it, and we can help as many people as we can in as many places as we can. Because this 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 this, this epidemic is not isolated to any one place. It's a, it's 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 worldwide. It's killing our country right now. The number one cause of accidental death in America right now is overdose. Like you, the you number meant- one cause of accidental death in America. Google that is overdose. The number one killer of kids below the age of 23 is overdose. Like that's that, like, think about that. We're not talking like the, the number one killer of kids below the age of 23 in America right now is overdose. So anybody that, that has any of them. But from pharmaceutical drugs. No, the number one, well, well, okay. 70%, they say 60 to 70% are for pharmaceuticals. The other thirty percent, we're talking opioids. Let everything else that's on the on the table there. But to me, I mean, an, an addict is an addict. I don't. I mean, like it doesn't. I will abuse anything if I, if I'm on and I'm active and I'm using. I will shoot vitamin C if I think it'll get me high. 
You know, like, like, so, like, like an addict is an addict. So, so what the, the particular, uh, means of administration or narcotic that did it be damned. And there are a lot of those that are accidental. Right. My housewife takes a cup of Vicodin for back pain. She has a glass of wine and boom, her heart stops. You know, like, like that. The, but, but, they, but the majority of these are guys dying with a needle in their arm, blue in a bathroom. You know, like that. I had a friend overdose in Tijuana, a close friend overdosed in Tijuana. It took us weeks to get his body back. You know, I've had, I've had, I've had multiple friends commit suicide and overdose in this year, like too many in this year. Like the problem's getting bigger. So, so let's do more. So my, my real goal. My, 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 I don't have a name and a face on the, the eventual overall goal to help as many as I can along the way. That's all. You know, and, and, and the, my success will be measured in the amount of men I can help. You know, I, 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 my, my money only fixes the problems it can fix. Addiction's not one of them. So I want to know, um, I know a little bit about stop frying your brain. Can you, okay. can you tell us about stop frying your brain? Stop Frying Your Brain is a community of addicts. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a website, stopfryingyourbrain.com. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's teetering on a quarter million addicts and the subscribers there. I mean, we get a huge site, right? What we do is we go check out facilities. You know, we, we also, if you're an addict and you've got a story to tell, get with us and tell us your story, man. We want to know your story. Especially if you're a recovery success story, please get with us and tell us your story. We want to know your story, right? We want to help other people, inspire them by knowing that it's possible from hearing you, what you, what you went through. If you're right. a facility out there, we want to know that you're providing real care. And we want to have resources because we get calls all the time from addicts that want help, need help, or their family needs help. And they've come across us either in social media or on the website itself. They've done a Google and they've wound up reading some of, like, I've written 30-something articles there on there. We do our lives. We do all that. And the whole entire premise is to help addicts that are out there, to find real care that's available. So when they call us up, we, we want to know that we've vetted and checked this facility out. We know that they are providing real care because there's been a lot of dirt out there. And I don't want to get into the mud saying I don't. I want to stay completely out of it. I don't even understand a lot of it. But I, I want to know that when I'm sending somebody that called me for help or their loved one called me for help, I want to know that I'm, I'm sending them to a facility that provides real care. I want to know that I'm sending them to a facility that isn't turning around and and, 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 and so, so, uh what is it? I didn't see that question. That kind of that 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 is turning, burning, cookie mill, perpetuating relapse, so they can profit from it. I want to know that I'm not sending people to that place because that place is out there, you know. So that's what stop frying your brain does. We we have, we have facilities. We go out and vet from detoxes to to sober coaches to to in inpatients to IOPs to sober living houses to whatever that's in that in that treatment world in that in that addiction world and and, and that's us we're the universe of it and that's what we've been building now so are, are you do your facilities just treat opioid addiction or does that help with alcohol no, no we, we 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 treat anybody that has substance abuse substance abuse issues from alcohol to benzos to whatever my my facilities are are are, 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 are is, atrium sober living is long term aftercare all right, so presumably when they come to us, they've, they've had some length of sobriety, whether it be in a treatment center or not. We have private pay houses. We have houses that we work with a couple of facilities out here. We have a contract with CDC for their reentry initiative. We, 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 we house a couple of guys that go to the different uh, outpatient programs. That's atriumsoberliving.com or .org. I'm not sure which dot. <laughs> but you can check us out on Facebook, too. And uh, on Facebook, on our page, there's actually lives where we go through and check out all the different houses. So if somebody's in the Coachella Valley and they're looking for help, reach out to us. You know, yeah. um, 
we we house about sixty guys right now. We're looking to expand in the next few months. We we we've been talking to Roman and and, and we want to expand long term effort here because we know that's what works. So every guy that I've talked to, from Ken Seeley to my friend Timothy Brammer, who's become a fan of you, to to everybody that we've talked to, agrees that long term aftercare is, is is that's the solution when we're dealing with an if we're going to treat an addict, we have to treat we have to treat it for to retrain the brain, we have to retrain their feet, so we know where to go. We have to introduce them to as many programs of recovery until they find their niche in one, and we have to we we have to you have to meet the act where they're at, or else. Or else, or else to, to treatment be damned, just let them figure it out themselves, which is, which happens. There's a lot of addicts that find their recovery. I didn't go to a treatment center. I didn't go to a detox. There is no protocol for meth detox, by the way, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I've detoxed from meth many, 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 many times. Every time I ran out of dope, I ride detox from meth, <laughs> which happened often. I wasn't a great drug addict. Oh God! It makes my that makes my bones hurt when I think about meth or cocaine. Oh man, the pain! Yeah. Oh, uh, Sadie feeling horrible. Sadie says, "What is the root cause of addicts? Is it neurology issues or disorders in the brain? How can we cure this? I've known people that got saved, meaning they gave their life to Christ, and something shifted in their soul, and they never touched another drug again. Miracles of God's healing." Now, hold on before you answer the question. I, for me, that, that burden, I mean, I'm an advocate for CBD. I've never used RSO, but I'm a huge advocate for CBD and, and even cannabis because it treats other issues that I have. And I use it for medication. It helps me a lot. And I'm not using any pharmaceutical drugs, uh, not using any of the other crazy drugs. I, but I equate a lot of it to my faith and my heart changing. Does that mean I don't get attacked? Oh, bully. I got a voice in the back of my head that tells me to do some of the worst things. Every time something goes wrong, it says, Oh, you can just go, you can just do this one more time. I'm like, Hell no. I know what's going to happen when I do it. But like, I, but that is the connection for me to the spirit. But in her case, she's wanting to know is, so I, the first part of the question, is what's the root cause of addicts? Is it neurology or disorders of the brain? And how can we cure this? Do you have an answer for that? Okay. One of the, if the, it, 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 as far as I look at, I'm not a doctor. Okay. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I, I am a, uh, I'm an addict in recovery and I know what I've seen. I know that, that I heard once that there was a pill that cured addiction in Switzerland or something. And my, my brain was like, well, what will two do? You know, like, like, <laughs> like, like addiction is centered in the mind, right? And here's what I could equate it to. It's, so, it's a, a, a neuro pathway from your, from your pleasure center to your survival instinct. Two things that really shouldn't be attached. Like, so how I feel and my survival and, and somehow melded from doing dope. And like, if I'm happy, mad, sad, glad, good or bad, my brain gets activated and tells my, 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 my and, and, and this survival is in the subconscious. This is buried deep inside of your brain in the primal area. It doesn't think, it doesn't believe, it doesn't, doesn't plan. It reacts, right? So when that reaction, it, somewhere it's gotten confused and it create, create, it, it, it equates dope to survival. So if you hold your breath, and you tell yourself, I'm not going to breathe. I'm holding my breath. I'm not breathing. And no matter what, you just confuse I'm not going to breathe. And in that moment, in that moment when your body says, I don't care what you think, we're taking a breath now. 
That's where addiction lives. That's that moment right there when you had to, that's where addiction lives. When your, when your body took over and rewired your brain. So here's why we had this. It's a, it, the disease is centered in my mind, but the physical, the physical manifestation is that is my, the, the brain is a control center for the whole body. So I will, I'll be on my way to the connect swearing. I'm never going to use again. I will make stall modes on my way to go get hot, drunk and high. You know, I'm never going to do this again right away. And, 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 and be my, I'm a smart guy, right? My prefrontal cortex, prefrontal cortex is screwed up. There's something rewired in my brain and I don't know how it got there. I don't know if there was a trauma that I don't remember. Right. But for a lot of people, there's a trauma they do remember. Right. I, they, I don't know if it got there because I had emotional and mental disorders before then or they were caused by doing it. I don't know what happened there and then. I don't, I don't know what, what the pre, what, what, what the underlying causes of it were. I know that it got caused. So like right now, my, my, my sole focus is how do we solve it? <laughs> like, like I understand that, that, that determining what those, like finding out what those things are is what we do in our inventory and our, and our looking at ourselves, right? But is there a cure? No, there's a treatment though. I don't believe there's a cure. I believe there's a treatment though. CBD is a treatment I believe in for, for all the other things that come along with addiction. It doesn't treat the addiction itself, but there has actually been some studies and showing that it actually does. It annuates the addictive process in, 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 the, in the free, the frontal lobe, the free frontal cortex that I was, that, that I was talking about. And with, with our technology and now with the, 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 the legalization and with the eventual descheduling or hopefully rescheduling, what we're going to see is a lot more bona fide research. And we're going to see Bayer and Big Pharma try to come in on it because it works. It's effective and they got to make their money too. And they're about to lose trillions, God willing. You know, like, like that, this is, 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 if you can find out from, from, a, that, that you can save a life by using a plant that is 100% non-fatal, why don't you try? You know, why don't you try? Like, like, like addicts, like, well, we're not off the hook. Like I did all the bad things that I did. All right. I haven't been cloned. All right. I'm, I'm not off the hook for that. Like, like I did all those things because I'm sick. All right. Because I was a sick man that was suffering from, from, from untreated addiction. All right. And, and, and today I treat that with a daily program. All right. Now I, I use CBD for my pain issues. All right. I use them because, because I won't, t- I won't touch other things, but I've seen the use of RSO and, and CBD as a detox and it works, dude. It works. All right. So like, 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 like the 12 steps and abstinence based programs aren't for everybody. All right, Reco- refuge recovery or celebrate recovery. Christian-based programs, faith-based. All these programs are wonderful, and all their little success rates. If you add them all together, hopefully we can keep putting more at the table so we can get a, get to a, a, an acceptable success rate. Because right now our status quo is to die. Like that is die. That's that, that's what we do. Right. That that's our status quo. That's what the stats really say. That there's 24 million people in this country that need treatment, and we're looking at a lot of them dying if we don't get it to them. And whatever that treatment looks like is individual care for them, but it's really up to the individual to take it. I love it, man. All right. So on a lighter note, and this is my last question for you. All right. This is a serious question. Okay. If I gave you a pet giraffe. You, if you've been given a pet giraffe, you you can't give it away or sell it. What would you do with it? Selling my car and find, getting a giraffe saddle. No, you can't sell it or give it away. What would you no, do? No, I'm selling my car. I'm selling my car and I'm getting a saddle for the giraffe and some reins and I'm riding it. Yeah. It's my giraffe. You're, so you're going to ride it? I'm showing up to restaurants and on a giraffe. 
Where are you going to park? I'm getting a two-seater saddle so I can bring somebody with me. Where are you going to park it? Huh? Right in front. Really long range so I can tie it. I got like a bar hit, like, you know, like, like the Cowboys used to do, but with a giraffe. That's what I would do with a giraffe. <laughs> do you know that no one has said get a ride. Yeah, so it's my new means of transportation. I'm a giraffe rider. <laughs> so how, how are you going to how are you going to climb on the giraffe though? Well, I'm you like get- one of those like like the, on the side of the saddle, you know, how the little step comes down like for horses. Well, right. a ladder, just a ladder that comes down <laughs> instead of the little stirrup for the horse, the cowboy to sit in. I'll have a ladder. Oh my god! Hello, valet. Um, here you go. Take the. Oh, it doesn't need a key. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Here's the reins. Do you mind fronting my giraffe? Yeah. <laughs> It'll be cheaper than grass. Why It'll is be cheaper than grass. I'll just eat grass. I love it. It would be amazing. That's I don't think it would fit a giraffe. You ever seen giraffes fight? What? You ever seen giraffes fight? Giraffes fight? Oh, yeah. What do they do? I'll send you a video. They they attack each other with their necks. It's crazy. I'll send you a video of it. It's crazy. I love giraffes. That sounds pretty kinky if you ask me. It's God's imagination down there. <laughs> they're like they're they're hitting each other with their necks so hard they're like wrapping around each other. It's great. It's great. <laughs> oh dude, you're the best. All right. So <laughs> are there any parting words that you have for the audience today? Uh, listen, addiction is 100% fatal. It's also 100% tre- treatable. You know, like overdose and suicide on layaway. Like if you or somebody you love needs help, reach out. I don't care if it's to me or who it is to start reaching out, start looking for that help. It's out there, but eventually like you're going to be the one that has to take it on yourself and do it. So, so if your surrender is true and it's broken and you're done, reach out, you know, like if you're busted, disgusted, got nothing, you don't know what to do next, call somebody that does like there's somebody out there that does. And, 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 and I mean, I get like, well, I don't care what that looks like for you. I really don't. But my phone is always open. Like you can always call me, you know, like, like I will always, I might not always have the answers, but I'll always answer. Yeah. John, you are a blessing to me. You're a blessing to so many other people. I I'm so glad that we were able to get you on. I was going to be heartbroken if you didn't get on the show. Yeah, the technological issues. Um, but it's all good. Hey, audience. Thank you so much for watching John. I love you, man. And I'll see you this weekend. Yeah, Joshua, thank you very much, brother. You have a blessed day. Do my man. Bye-bye. Holy crap. So that worked out after all. Um, Mary, thank you. Juliana, thank you. Uh, wow, 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 wow. Mullins, thank you. Quetta, thank you. Sandy, thank you. Mullins, thank you. I said that. Ronnie, thank you. Darla, thank you. Thank you, guys. I, um, I appreciate you hanging in there. We got... Part, the first part of the show was just all over the place because, again, I wasn't prepared to talk about anything because I had questions for somebody, and it's not fun to ask your own questions. But anyway, um, yeah, John's amazing. I, But, guys, thank you so much uh, for your support. Um, yes, he is a sweetie and a treasure. You guys are a treasure. Um, you guys are all blessings, and make sure today – Love yourself. Do something nice for yourself today. And then go out and do something nice for someone else. Uh, I love you guys. Yes, it's new paintings, actually. So this one, 
All of these are done by my friend Todd Beats. So that painting right there is called The Flicker of Hope, um, hence the ye little yellow. So when everything seems dark and everything just is going to crap, look for the light, and that's your way out. For me, God is my light. <laughs> that's, that's my hope through everything. Um, that is what's carried me through. That's what makes me get out of bed every morning. That makes me, it's what makes me refuse to give up on what it is that I feel like I'm here to do. Um, I hope the same uh, for you guys. I, um, man, if you guys ever need anything, you don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, John loves, you know, helping people. If you guys have somebody that needs treatment, I highly recommend his facility. Um, but we have a, an amazing network of friends that are in recovery, the sober the sober life coaches, Roman, Braley, 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 Roman, <laughs> you guys know Roman, a.k.a. The Sauce, um, and his partner Brian do amazing work. They are helping people in very transformative ways. They are basically looking at the statistics of treatment and how it's failing, and they're trying to find a solution. And that's what it's about. The status quo doesn't work, so let's disrupt and shake up some things and try something new, because right now, we can't afford to lose more people we love. They're, the thing about addicts is this, and I, addicts really have this capacity of love to that most of us will never have. Now, they don't, in the middle of their addiction, they don't have it. But when they come out of their addiction and they start to heal, they radiate love in ways that are just almost supernatural. And so that's why it matters. That's why it matters to not give up on addicts. And you can't, you can't make them get help. They have to want it for themselves. But, but when they do get help and when they get there, don't give up on them. And, you know, you've got to remove toxic, toxic people out of your life. But that doesn't mean that you can't love them and you can't love them from afar. And sometimes you have to let people crash. My mom had to let me crash. I would have never turned my life around if it wasn't for her letting me stay in jail. That's the truth. It's a, it's a sad reality, but it's true. So don't give up on people. Don't give up hope. Um, sometimes you do. I mean, sometimes you have to keep them afar, especially if they're, re, if they're affecting your journey. But that doesn't mean that you don't stop praying for them. And this sure as heck doesn't mean that you give up on them. Anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. Um, I love you. And please share the video if you haven't, because John's message was amazing. This is not about me. Um, please, this is about addicts. And this is about showcasing people that are trying to change the world, like Mr. John Wallace with Atrium Sober Living and, of course, Stop Frying Your Brain. Uh, check out both on Facebook. Like those pages. Like, um, you know, uh, and check out the website. Also, I want to give a big shout-out to Bespoke Extracts. This is my favorite little bespoke product outside. Well, I love the sport, but this is Manuka honey and CBD. I love this product. I convinced that it kept me, it helped me get well. Uh, I got rid of my cough finally. And um, also, Alexis Global Cosmetics. You guys can't see this. I'm sorry. Anyway, that's Pamela Anderson, by the way. She has a Pam kit. And if you guys are interested in a new cosmetics line, men, don't call me about this. Um, or maybe for your wife, 
the Pamela kit is a fantastic makeup brand or a makeup. It's a, it's a collection of products. Uh, it's very inexpensive, but it's the highest quality cosmetics company I've seen. Um, so big shout out to Alexis Mobile and Bespoke Extracts. Thank you guys for watching. God bless you. Uh, Juliana, yeah, message me and I'll send you information about it. You guys are amazing. You're a godsend. God bless you. Thank you for watching. Again, please share this video because John's message and what John's group is doing is changing lives. So God bless. See you soon. If you need anything, do not afraid, do not be afraid to reach out. See you soon. Bye-bye. Oh, tomorrow. One last thing. Tomorrow we have a very special guest. We have a an amazing producer from the world of Hollywood that's just does awesome things. He's also doing God's work, uh, but in a very different way. So I'm going to be really, really excited to have him on. I'm going to start bringing more entertainment people on as well. And um, anyway, God bless you. See you soon. Mr. Hogate, God bless you. Love you too. Sandy, I love you. Mary, I love you. Juliana, you're amazing. Ronnie, thank you for joining us. Okay, I'm out. God bless. Please share the video and uh, make sure you watch John's message. You don't have to watch my stuff at the beginning, but fast forward to John if you want. Or you can watch me too. It doesn't matter. I love you. I appreciate you. And I'm so grateful for you. Take care. For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro colored bark mulch from the Home Depot. Now three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store.